بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمد ونصلي على رسوله الكريم أما بعد قال الله تعالى أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم وسيجنبها الأتقى الذي يؤتي ماله يتزكى وما لأحد عنده من نعمة تجزى إلا ابتغاء وجه ربه الأعلى ولسوف يرضى وقال تعالى إن تبتوا الصدقات فنعماه وإن تخفوها وتؤتوها الفقراء فهو خير لكم ويكفر عنكم من سيئاتكم والله بما تعملون خبير صدق الله العظيم Under the chapter, the virtue of Al-Ghani, Al-Shakir, the wealthy person who makes the shukr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Imam Nawawi rahmahullah explains that it is that person who earns his wealth in a halal manner and he spends it in a manner which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has commanded him. We were discussing the verses of the Qur'an in the latter part of Surah Al-Layl, five verses of the Qur'an, the translation yesterday we did wherein Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala praises al-atqa, the superlative tense of a person of taqwa, that is the height of taqwa. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, far removed from it, that is the fire of hell, shall be the one who is most fearing of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, extremely abstinent. He spent his wealth to purify his soul or his wealth. He does not have to repay a favor to anyone. Motivation is not that he is paying back anyone, but the motivation is purely that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the exalted Rabb, should be pleased. And Allah ta'ala says, Wala sofa yarda, soon we shall please him. As we mentioned that there is ijma consensus amongst the Mufassireen that these verses were revealed in the praise and in the haqq of Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala anhu. Particularly this section where Allah Ta'ala says, وَمَا لِأَحَدٍ عِنْدَهُ مِن نِعْمَةٍ تُجْزَى He is not motivated in order to repay back a favor of anyone. He is doing it purely for the pleasure of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. It is mentioned that on the advice or instruction of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Allah's Habib asked Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala anhu to purchase and to free Sayyidina Bilal radiallahu ta'ala anhu. The great sacrifices, the sabr, the perseverance, the fortitude of Sayyidina Bilal radiallahu ta'ala anhu is darbul mathal. It is in fact a glowing example for us. Most of us know the history of the manner in which Sayyidina Bilal radiallahu ta'ala who was tortured by the kuffar of Makkah, particularly the one who owned him, Umayyah bin Khalaf. He would beat Bilal radiallahu ta'ala who whoop him at night with open wounds, make him lie on the burning sand of the desert. And rocks would be placed on the chest of Sayyidina Bilal radiallahu ta'ala who whilst he was physically dragged through the streets of Makkah, his response to this would be, Ahadun Ahad, Ahadun Ahad, the one Allah, the one Allah. Abu Bakr ta'ala anhu purchased Sayyidina Bilal ta'ala anhu, and it is mentioned in the riwayat that after purchasing him, Abu Bakr Siddiq ta'ala anhu said to Sayyidina Bilal that I have purchased you to do Allah's work. 
So Bilal responded, he said that if you have purchased me to do Allah's work, then free me in order to carry out the maqsad and purpose for which you have purchased me. So on the behest of Bilal Abu Bakr immediately freed him. And Bilal as we know for the rest of his life, he served the deen of Allah tirelessly. He was the one on the one hand, he was the khazanchi or the treasurer of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He was also the first muazzin of Islam. So his freedom from persecution was acquired at the hands of Sayyidina, Bilal, Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala anhu. However, the kuffar of Makkah, after Abu Bakr purchased Bilal radiallahu ta'ala anhu, they began taunting and they said that the reason Abu Bakr purchased Bilal radiallahu ta'ala anhu and then freed him, which didn't make any sense to them. They said it was because he owed a favor. He owed a favor to Bilal radiallahu ta'ala anhu. So in response to this, Allah ta'ala revealed these verses in Surah Al-Layl. Then Wama, where Allah ta'ala speaks of Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala anhu and Allah exonerates him in this sense, وَمَا لِأَحَدٍ عِنَّهُ مِن نِعْمَةٍ تُجْزَى That this purchase or this act of charity that Abu Bakr ta'ala anhu carried out was not motivated by any favor which he owed Bilal radiallahu ta'ala anhu إِلَّا بْتِغَى وَجْهِ رَبِّهِ الْأَعْلَى it was motivated by the desire to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Abu Bakr had perfect ikhlas and sincerity. In fact, it is mentioned that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam with regards to the sacrifices and the spending of Sayyidina Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala anhu, the Sayyid hadith where Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, I have repaid everyone. I have repaid everyone for whatever favors they have done for me, except for Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala anhu. Allah shall repay him on the day of judgment. In another hadith, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said that no person's wealth has benefited me as much as the wealth of Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala anhu. It's mentioned in the riwayat that when Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said this, that no person's wealth has benefited me as much as the wealth of Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala anhu. Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala anhu with tears in his eyes responded to this and said that, Ya Rasulullah, my wealth and myself are only for you. In other words, my wealth and myself belong to you. Nabi Sallallahu went on to say that if I had to choose a khalil, that is a khalil technically refers to a very high level of association. One interpretation of khalil that ulama ikram give is they say a friend whose friendship is not shared like Ibrahim alayhi salam is known as Khalilullah the friend whose friendship is not shared Rasulullah sallallahu said if I had to choose a Khalil it would definitely have been Abu Bakr however I am only Allah's Khalil so but in, in this and like we find many many ahadith in the manaqib or in the praise of Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala anhu. And such acceptance is found in these verses, that if you look at the last verse, Allah says, وَلَا سَوْفَ يَرْضَى Soon we will please him. You find that, uh, 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 that, that Allah ta'ala 
with regards to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in Surah Al-Duha, Allah says, وَلَسَوْفَ يُعْطِيكَ رَبُّكَ فَتَرْضَى Soon your Rabb will give you so much, soon your Rabb will give you so much that you will become pleased. Referring to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And here in these verses, Allah Ta'ala mentions about Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala anhu, وَلَسَوْفَ يَرْضَى That soon, Allah Ta'ala says we will please Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala anhu. In other words, with the great, great ni'mat, maqam and position of jannat that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is promising. So if you put these two verses together, these two expressions, وَلَسَوْفَ يُعْتِيكَ رَبُّكَ فَتَرْضَى and وَلَسَوْفَ يَرْضَى from this we learn that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is pleased with Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and his close companions. It is very, very unfortunate indeed that there are certain sections or certain groups of people, particularly the Shias, Isna, Sharia, etc., who refuse to accept the status of Abu Bakr ta'ala anhu. Na'uzu billah, they malign his character. Some go to the extent certain sects of theirs that they even put the label of kufr na'uzubillah on Abu Bakr anhu and other close companions of Rasulullah sallallahu We find that such an, such an ideology is not only anathema to Islam, but there is a wealth of evidence in Quran and Hadith that is clearly refuting such ideologies or such ideas. So it is very, very important that we be very, very careful and we distance ourselves because we find that Poison, when it is presented, is not just presented as poison. When shaitan presents it, it's presented in a sweet manner. And here, what manner is used? The manner that is used is obviously the extreme love for the ahl bayt the family members of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, particularly Sayyidina Ali radiallahu ta'ala, and the grandsons of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, using that guise, love for the ahl bayt the family of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, is part of Iman and Islam. But everything has to be, there has to be a balance. We don't, in our declaration of love for the Ahl Bayt, we don't go to the extent when, Auzubillah, we start maligning the other Sahaba, or we don't fall into the trap, particularly with Sayyidina Mu'awiyah radiallahu ta'ala anhu, who was Katib Wahi, the scribe of Wahi, and also a great companion of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. In our love for the Ahl Bayt, we should not go to the extent wherein we fall into this trap, like as I mentioned, of maligning the companions of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam as the Shia did. The next verse of the Qur'an which Imam Nawi rahimahullah mentions, Allah Ta'ala says, إِن تُبْدُ الصَّدَقَاتِ فَنِعِمَّاهِ وَإِن تُخْفُوهَا وَتُؤْتُوهَا الْفُقَرَاءِ فَهُوَ خَيْرٌ لَكُمْ وَيُكَفِّرُ عَنْكُمْ مِنْ سَيَّاتِكُمْ وَاللَّهُ بِمَا تَعْمَلُونَ خَبِيرٌ Unfortunately, due to time constraints, here also the proper explanation of this verse, we will have to defer it, but the translation, when it comes to giving sadaqah, when it comes to spending in the way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when it comes to acts of charity, one is, there are certain important aspects that we should bear in mind. Some of them we've already discussed, some by way of muzakara we are mentioning it again. One is, to ensure that the earning is halal. There's no point in giving charity if your earnings are haram. Voluntary charity is nafil. To ensure that your earnings are halal is farz. It's a farz obligation. So it is important first that we ensure that the earnings are halal. Then 
وجوهه المأمور بها as is the heading of Imam Nawawi rahimullah when you spend the charity spend it in a manner or in those avenues which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has commanded you do not make israf don't don't be extravagant when you spend also we find in hadith and nabi sallallahu start with your family members that are in need then obviously there is that spending which is compulsory zakat so you will discharge that first then comes the voluntary spending the aspect which is mentioned in these verses of the quran is when you spend they basically there are two ways in which you can spend one is you can spend in a public manner wherein you flaunt your spending wherein people come to know you know this man gave so much or he spent like sometimes you walk into a masjid you'll see on plaque outside donated by so and so family so when it comes to sadaqa when it comes to charity when it comes to spending there are two avenues one is you can do it in a way where publicly other people become aware of your spending and the other is to conceal your acts of charity where you spend in such a manner that no one comes to know when it comes to public spending in other words where people are aware of what you are spending it's not necessary that this is not permissible in every instance there are instances where it is permissible but there are obviously certain things we have to be very very careful about one is the issue of ikhlas and sincerity who are we spending for whose pleasure we want who whose return we want we want the recompense and reward from allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the recompense and reward to come from allah ta'ala the first condition is that it has to be for allah and allah ta'ala does not tolerate ana aghna shurakai ani shirk ana aghna shurakai ani shirk hadith qudsi allah ta'ala says that i am the most independent of any partner that you can ascribe you moment you ascribe any partner with me then i move out of that equation then i leave you to your partner so when we spend in a manner that others are going to become aware of our spending this is the great downfall and trap that we have to be very very careful about that we do not let this adulterate our intention the intention has to be only for the pleasure of allah subhanahu like i said there's some detail in this we'll continue subhanallah